two times in our reading this morning, the words the next day are used. You may have picked up on that. Uh, the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him. And then in the 35th verse, the next day John again was standing with the two. When I read those words, I immediately thought to myself, what is it that happened the previous day? And so uh, this is the story behind the story, at least to start off with as we reflect together this morning. John the baptizer had gathered quite a following before reached Jerusalem as to who he was and what he was doing. It of course upset the authorities that were there just as Jesus's preaching upset the authorities. John was questioned by the priests and the Pharisees and that's what had happened on the previous day. When John was questioned, they asked a very simple question of him, who are you? Because they were able to see through to something deeper that was going on in John and they also were suspicious if he had labeled himself the Messiah. You remember Jesus was killed for this language as he referred to himself as the son of God and as he took on the authority that was, that was given to him and that he claimed as his own. And so they asked the question of John, who are you? Are you the Messiah? Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet, the one that Moses referred to that would come? And he declared that he was not. And they continued with their questions. Who are you? Let us have an answer. What do you say about yourself? And his response was interesting even after the questions about baptism and why you were baptizing John the baptizer says I am one who is baptizing with water but there is one you do not know that stands among you and I am not worthy so much as to tie his sandals I am not worthy of who he is. I have a feeling that these representatives of the Pharisees were somewhat perplexed by John's answers. John, the next day it says, saw Jesus coming toward him and he declared, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I happen to be reading through, just in my private readings right now, the book of Leviticus. I should get at least a couple of gold stars for doing that. <laughs> that is not the easiest reading in the world. But that book states over and over instructions about how sacrifices are to be managed and how they are to be offered and what is to be offered and what is appropriate to offer up to God. And of course, near the top of the list is this very perfect lamb. And in John's mind, this is what is beginning to unfold. That is this perfect lamb of God, whom Jesus is. 
is this complete offering before God on our behalf without getting into another topic about how God provides atonement for us I want to stay with this idea of offering for just a moment because I have a feeling that John was reflecting on it deeply himself in Leviticus there is the explanation that some offerings are completely burnt offerings and many other offerings are not did you realize that the Levites the priestly class that lived in the temple and helped with the management of all of the sacrifices and all of the worship that went on there would feast on that which was not completely burnt up on the altar that was there within the temple grounds in fact it was instructed that these offerings would only be partially burned in order that they could be consumed as food by these who had no land of their own now if you can imagine what this might have been like at say Passover or at uh, the celebration of Pentecost there in uh, Jerusalem and how crowds would have been traveling in from distant places and have seen the smoke not only from the temple but from every house in town that was celebrating uh, what was really a nationalistic kind of holiday for them it was an enormous feast it was a barbecue that was going on and that is not to to uh, make light of the what was going on at the altar but it is to contrast for you what was going on in John's mind that rather than being just simply an offering that we consume that Jesus is the fully consumed offering that precious lamb that is offered up in its entirety and that truly he is the Lamb of God before us this day John says that he knew it when he baptized Jesus this is what he alludes to I myself did not know him but I came baptizing with water for this reason that he might be revealed to Israel and I saw the Spirit have you picked up on the fact that John really doesn't tell the story of Jesus's baptism he tells about the story of Jesus's baptism but he doesn't tell the story of Jesus's baptism who knows if it was a day before the day before that Jesus was baptized and John says I saw the Spirit I saw the Spirit descending as a dove from heaven like a dove and it remained on him and I myself he says this again did not know him but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me he on whom you see the spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit and I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God John was intent 
in his life on following God. But when Jesus appeared, he was intent on following Jesus. Not just the grander idea of who God was, but the specific idea of who Jesus was before him. I heard that there was a college that had a lengthy application form a few years back and one of the questions on the form for the college applicants was are you a leader now which applicant would not put down yes to that question you know and yet one precious soul put no and received a letter of acceptance in return that explained to her that they had had 1,472 other applicants that had said yes and that they needed at least one follower <laughs> to be within the body of those who were at the college. Are you a follower of Christ? John was to the nth degree. John gave his heart to Christ in the moment that it was revealed to him that this was the Christ. And he began not only to rearrange his own thinking, but he began to divest himself of his own followers. For, for John to point and say that this is the one that I have been waiting on, that we have been waiting on, was to send his followers in Jesus' direction. Can you imagine the thousands of followers that John had? And there on this day that he says that Jesus, the Messiah, the Lamb of God, is present. Can you not imagine that 90% of John's followers immediately began to look to Jesus? In fact, the story goes on that the next day John again was standing with two of his disciples and as he watched Jesus walk by he exclaimed look here is the Lamb of God and those two disciples heard him that is they not only listened they heard what John was saying and they followed Jesus even to the point where Jesus wondered what are these two persons after and he turned and looked at them and asked the question, what are you looking for? And of course, they said, Rabbi, where are you staying or where are you abiding? Where are you living? They wanted to be close to Jesus because if John was pointing that direction, they wanted nothing less than what John was pointing at. And when Jesus invited them to come and to see, they were obliged to go. One of the two who heard John speak, it says, was Andrew of New Testament renown. And when Andrew heard that message from John and discovered on his own Jesus, he wanted to share, he wanted to share with someone who was very close to him, his brother, Simon. And so he went to Simon and shared the news that they had found the Messiah. 
of course what happens here is that then John the one who was named Simon came to Jesus and the first thing that Jesus does is to resituate his life no longer shall you be called Simon son of John but you will be called Cephas Peter and in fact another writer shares that Jesus said and upon you I'll build my church do you understand how this sharing Jesus goes people pass it from one to the other and it is not for just some to share but we share Jesus together in fact before Andrew shared his news with his brother Simon you can already sense that Simon was longing for the same thing that John the baptizer had been longing for having Jesus among us is what is so critical for the church and for our community I've known people that smelled before don't get worried I'm not thinking about anybody that's seated here I have shaken hands with people that carry the scent of their work with them I've shaken hands with a mechanic who left me with the smell of diesel on my hand has you ever had that happen I've shaken hands with a fisherman who left fish smell on my hand I've shaken hands with a lady who must have used a half of a bottle of jungle gardenia on her and it wafted from my hand do you have the scent of Jesus in you does it pervade everything that you are do you want to share Jesus not just speak Jesus although speaking Jesus is very important Keith Miller some of you will remember that name of years past Keith Miller said that for the first part of his life that he had come to the idea that he determined that to live his faith was the important thing rather than to speak his faith and yet he said he learned later on that it was so critically important to speak the name of Jesus to allow Jesus to be heard in the midst of what he was doing we are called to be selective but perhaps not in the way that we think we are called not to be generalized in our focus I see so many churches with a sign out front that says all are welcome I would want to question that a little bit with those churches anyway but the generalization of that is not what Jesus is after Jesus is after the personalization of one sharing with another truly sharing the nature of what Jesus is about definite people Andrew went to his brother Simon 
He did not just share Jesus in general. It was a very specific person to whom he went. To whom are we being called? And how is it that God wishes to use us? You and I are called to share Jesus. In fact, it's a part of our job description as members of the Methodist Church. We have professed that we would uphold our membership vows with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service. And does anybody remember what that last one is? Our witness. Our witness. And so I ask you, will you share Jesus? He is meant to be shared with the world. For even if the world does not know it, it is longing for exactly what he has to offer.